Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's almost our favorite time of year. <laughs> That's right. The fair returns March 16th, celebrating 71 years of fun. Wow. Oh, and this year's theme is a world of fun, which means destination-influenced rides with international foods and shows. Okay, okay, pero what are we going to eat this year? That's what everybody wants to know, <laughs> That right? is the magic question. Okay, let's see. There's the Miami Cuban funnel cake sandwich, wow. the Mexican street corn pizza, yep. bacon pineapple burger, chili lime candy apple, and those are only some of them. There's over 130 food options. Bueno, hay que empezar la dieta ahora. You know, there's even new shows tú sabes to sit down and relax a bit right there's a dueling piano show that takes audience requests and a survey says <laughs> game show where your team competes for prizes okay new food new shows the rides that's a lot to do at the fair bueno pero you know that the fair is a tradition that's y, true. pero no worries just download the youth fair mobile app to keep track of show schedules deals food, rides, y de todo. The only thing left is for us to figure out when we're going to go from March 16th through April 9th. You know, there's only one thing left to say at this point. Be, Be there, there. The, the fair. fair. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season, season six, six of Better Let, Let Me Tell You. Did you do the thing? I mean, we're the only podcast that always does the thing. <laughs> well, we did the thing. <laughs> and we're not even Angela Bassett. We're not even Angela Bassett. Ah, bueno. Everybody, welcome to episode... <laughs> 239. 239 of Pero Let Me Tell You. We where made we it through another thing. week. Where we do the where thing. Where we do the thing week every week. Every week, we, <laughs> we do, do the, the thing. thing. <laughs> For six seasons, we've been doing the yes. thing. Pero Let Me Tell You did the thing. <laughs> so, welcome, everybody. Welcome, uh... It, um, it, it, like, so what Ish and I are referencing, if you haven't caught on, <laughs> right. listeners, is, uh, what went viral this week with, um, Ariana DeVos. Ariana DeVos hosting the BAFTAs, which I think it's. She the- hosted or she just opened? 
I think she hosted. Okay. But okay. regardless, right. that's the most coverage the BAFTAs have ever gotten <laughs> in the United States ever. And for those of you who don't know, it's the British Academy of Television and Film. Uh, 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 film and Television. Film and Television, yeah. I, I said BAT. The BAFTA. Um, so it's like the equivalent of the Oscars and yeah. Emmys. It's a big deal over in the it, UK. It's like combined, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's a really big deal. So she hosted it and, um, she opened the show. She, she opened the show, which the number was okay up until she got to the, the rap. rap. Well, she put it together herself. The whole number? Yeah. She, she conceived it. She, according to what I read, she like produced it herself. Oh, and so, there wasn't other people in that room. I apparently not. I mean, I know she's an Academy Award winner, and with that comes a certain cachet, you know, cachet yeah, yeah. and uh, I guess free freedom, creative liberty. Creative liberty yeah. But I mean, it was bad. Like run it by someone, Ari. It was really bad. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. And you know, but I loved how bad it was. Y- y- you know what, though. So again, listeners, go on and watch. Just watch. Just press pause right now. Go watch it. Come go back. Go watch. Put it's on five Google minutes. or on YouTube. Yeah. Ariana de Boss. Angela Bassett did the thing. Right. So she opens up with a musical number of women sisters with, uh, are doing right, it for themselves, right. which was fine. Yes. But then she went into a rap that was very like Vogue. That was like talking about the female nominees that year. Right. And it was just awful. It was just it was awful. And then when she gets to Angela Bassett, she's like, Angela Bassett did the thing. But then she was like out of breath too. And this is why I, there was just, it was like, there was a lot. It was Murphy's law. It like, was, right. The only thing worse could get like, oh my you God, know, like, no, poor, no, poor Rihanna. No, 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 no. But I will say this, like, you know how last week we were talking about Rihanna? Yeah. How I was saying, you know, Rihanna, like that, that, I don't give a fuck attitude, you know? No, I want you to go, you know what? This is what I want. I want Ariana DeBose, right? I want her to be so, in the moment that she's out of breath yeah. halfway through her number. And you're talking about a person who's like young and healthy. And she was veteran. It, she was giving it so hard that she was like, I she's like, I, Angela Massett did the thing. I know, but and she's a theater girl. So she's used to performing right. on stage, you know. Right. And, yeah. Right. So it was just hilarious. And but you know what though? This whole thing, No bucket for her to delete her Twitter. Actually, that's what I wanted to to kind of mention it, mention and talk about. Um the way that I found out about this was you know, when I'm looking at the news the next day or whenever, right? A said, Oh, Ariana de Boss deletes Twitter account after you know, botched uh, the opening, opening or whatever. And I was like, that's strange. Because I feel that she's right now in one of those kind of uh, honeymoon stages with Hollywood. She won yes. an Academy Award. She was the first of many firsts. Right. right? So she's kind of in that, like, you know, we, we lift her up. We're not yeah. going to tear her down. You know, she's still on the pedestal. The media does many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that's strange. But then... I started obviously reading why and, and a lot of the comments Mm -hmm. and, you know, unless there was like comments on Twitter, of course there was two people hating Twitter as much as we we do. We talk a lot about Twitter. They should get shares. Um, you know, I don't know if they were making personal attacks on her. I'm sure to a certain extent they were, but I'm sure they were doing that before. But you know, what, what I didn't know or I wanted to decipher was if they were laughing at her, um, performance, right. which was hilariously bad. Right. I think that's fair game. You could laugh at somebody's performance as long as you don't make it personal, because obviously she has the chops. 
Right, right. She knows that we know that she's not a gimmick. Like she has, she she's talented. She has the talent, right, to do what she does. She just had a you know quirky. Yeah, everybody has an off night. Uh, and a quirky off night that gave us memes, right? right, right. And I think that's all fun and dandy, but it's like okay, but if you also like delete your Twitter because people did not like your performance, like are you being that's a little that comes across as a right, little sensitive, right. or was she personally attacked? She probably was personally attacked because it was Twitter, you know. But then she was probably personally attacked on twitter many times before right you know what i mean like tampoco it's not again she's the first you know afro queer afro latina to win an award that we know of uh the the oscar so i'm sure at that moment she wasn't exactly getting a lot of love from a lot of people well from (laughs) some people from certain people (laughs) right so i was like that's kind of weird you know I think she should do a little meme with angela bassett i think that they should both come on on our show and talk about it i agree and and ask what and, is the thing and you know what if angela can't make it just bring kiki palmer que es la cosa <laughs> angela hizo la cosa <laughs> angela hizo la cosa oh my god this <laughs> completely completely little an- antidote um today uh when tristan was getting ready to go to school a he i was watching reels on instagram mm-hmm. and um Como se llama that a Lady Gaga song, the one that went viral because of Wednesday Adams? I dance, dance, dance with my hand, hand, hand. Oh, I said Right. So I'm watching a reel of this girl in Mexico <laughs> doing the dance. And she was doing it like on the street. Okay. Yeah, she was doing it really well. And she was a cute girl. You know, she had the pigtails okay. and all that. So she was in it. Yeah. And it was in Mexico. She and, was doing the thing. And uh, she was doing the thing. <laughs> and Tristan comes and he goes, that's not Wednesday Adams. And I'm like, no, it's not. Miercole. <laughs> She's a Mexico. She's Miercole. <laughs> Which is actually what her name is in, when they translate the Adams family. Are you serious? What else is her name going to be? They call her Miercoles? Claro. And how do you say Morti- Morticia? Morticia. See, I don't know Morticia, but I, I know Wednesday is Miercoles. Bueno, so. the other one is, uh, what is the Hispanic? Gomez. 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 Gomez is Gomez. Gomez is Gomez. Yeah. They call her Miercoles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, what are they going to call her? No, but it, well, no, that's, that's not the reason why I told Tristan. I, I, oh, no, I, you weren't right. 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 I'm like, no. He's like, that's not Wednesday, Adams. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a Mexico. <laughs> You're right. It's not. <laughs> You're absolutely right, sir. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of um, Latin, um, <laughs> you know, which is pretty much what we do here. I actually wanted to talk about something okay. that um, it made the rounds in terms of news and mm-hmm. opinions in the last week. About Raquel Welch. Oh, love Raquel Welch. So, for those of you who don't know, Raquel Welch, pa- Raquel Welch passed away last week at age 82 mm-hmm. from another brief illness, right? Which bre- these brief illnesses are Hollywood. Hollywood, which is very strange because Raquel Welch, until very recently, yeah. oh, she looked amazing, amazing that you would see her on TV and it's like, how is this woman? First of all, she was the epitome of sexy, right? Oh, and, Even at and, that age. And? In her entire career, even when she posed for Playboy, she never appeared fully nude. Right. So, so obviously, there's been a lot of talk about her and career retrospective and all this stuff. So, just you know, in terms of the, the bias here, of all the the women of Hollywood, Raquel Welch is probably in my top three. She always has been. That's true. I I I've, I've always absolutely loved Raquel Welch because. My God, she was beautiful. She, she's the definition of a bombshell. Yes, she was so beautiful. And when I see 
when you see a lot of pictures of her, it's funny because my favorite picture of her is not the iconic one from one million BC. BC and the, the leather. Right. It's, it's another one, which I actually posted the day she passed away that it's sort of like, it looks Native American. Yes, that she yeah. has like a, a gun on her side yeah. or whatever. She's so sexy. And this was a time before like plastic surgery, you know, hair extensions, right. fillers, Botox. Like this was the real deal. Yeah, if you look like that, it's because you look like that. Yeah. Um, she's always been one of my favorites. But anyway, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because <clears throat> a lot of people don't know that Raquel Welch was Latina. Boliviana. Boliviana. And her father was born and raised yeah, like, in Bolivia. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't que la, la bisabuela. Right, right. Like, yeah. you know, like Cristina Aguilera being like, yo hablo español. Well, but, but even Cristina Aguilera, her father is, her father was, her father is, or is or was, I don't know if he's alive, Latino. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought Christina's was like la tía de la no, abuela. No, 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 okay, It's her father. Bueno. Pero, but, but, right, but, right. But, but with Raquel Welch, ella se llama Raquel Tejada. Tejada. Mm-hmm. Tejada. That was her real name. Um, actually, it was. That was her birth name because Welch is her married name from her first husband. Well. Welch is the last name of her first husband. Right. Yes. Um, no, but her, her name was. Was Joe Raquel. Joe Raquel. Joe Raquel. Uh-huh. Joe Raquel Tejada. 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 Te, te, or Tejada. Tejada. And yeah, her dad was Bolivian. I, I mean, obviously we knew that, but a lot of people did not know right, that we she, knew that. Que ella era Latina. Right. And I mean, again, you know, full stop. Ella es Latina. <laughs> yeah, there's no, like you and said. And I was reading about it, you know, and, and what I think is so story, so interesting about her story is that when I was reading about it this week, and obviously I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know, didn't mm-hmm. know about it in such detail. Her dad, like many Latinos that came to the yes. U.S. in at that time, we're talking about like the the forties. Um, they had to assimilate. Yeah, and they he refused to speak Spanish at home. He learned English, and that was it. And his yeah. wife obviously was American, and he refused to learn English in, in uh, speak Spanish. English in school. Speak Spanish, but don't speak Spanish at uh, at home. Yeah. The kids did not purposely did not speak Spanish. Yeah. And it's so interesting because that's such a far cry and the complete opposite of how we are raised yeah. and how now it's such a thing to celebrate to your heritage, to like put your heritage front and center and where you come from. And the fact that these people were, they were Latino and Raquel Watch did not speak any Spanish. Yeah. Porque at that time you had to assimilate. And, you know, obviously she, she made it in big in Hollywood and it was because she had to hide her identity, change her name to Raquel Welch. Like, and again, she, she changed her name, but I mean, her name was Raquel Welch. It wasn't like a Rita Hayworth situation right. where, you know, Margarita. Right. And I don't know where the hell Hayworth came from. Um, she Welch was her right, first husband's last so name. Funny, so she but, kept it. Right, to, but, she, but she was going to change her name regardless. Right, because they were. T- that's what I read. They were telling her that that name was going to take her nowhere, right. and it wasn't until she changed her name that, that she started getting right, roles. Right. right, and it's funny because Raquel is one of those names that could go both ways. It could be like Raquel, right, or Raquel, or it could be Raquel. right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Raquel and Raquel are not, are not the, the same, same person, <laughs> but that she had to hide it. And um, I read something very interesting that was saying. Question: Did she hide it? Yes, or, or, she was told to hide it. Or well, okay, she was told to hide it. But I think my question is more like: Did she quote unquote hide it, or was it one of those things where at the time you just didn't know what to do? There was with that? there was not there was not a 
a space for Latinos at that time. And what I read actually was very interesting. It said that there was like a Hollywood historian talking and, and, or they interviewed him for the piece about her that said that if Raquel Welch would have gone the route of uh, like being out and open about being Latina, she could have been like Rita Moreno. Right. Rita Moreno, right. right? In theory. In theory, right? But he said, but notice that Rita Moreno was only cast in certain roles as a supporting actress. Whereas Raquel Welch That's was true. the leading actress, right? True. Um, and was a leading actress and was an icon and a sex bomb and all that because it she, wasn't. she was at looking at a certain image. Whereas Rita Moreno's uh, roles were a lot more ethnic. Yeah. I think she also could have passed for what was called, uh, you know, ethnically ambiguous. Right. Right? Because she could have been Italian. Yeah. You know, she could have been Navajo. I don't, you know, right. like, no, no, as clearly, far as they were clearly she was able, in the way her appearance was, she was able, right, to straddle that line. Right. But como todo, like, I'm sure that she would have gone, it, it's all in the way your mind is. If she would have gone by Raquel and she would have, you right. know, dressed a little bit more, I don't know, Latin, you would have been like, oh, it's a Latina. Right? True. <laughs> Sure. Right. So, but it's just, again, it's, it's such a parallel to, to now when now it's like you put that front and center to be like, this is who I am and break down that door. Right. And, and, you know, I'm Latina, hear me roar. Right. Yeah. And she did embrace that toward the end Late, of her career. She did. She did, you know, she in, did in her seventies. Yeah. She said it was her coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as Latina. And a lot of people were shocked. Yeah. And then, but we, again, you're talking about a woman who was raised to not be Latina. Right. So she, she didn't have that attachment. She didn't, but then, you know, and what I was reading, which is no surprise, was that how many people were surprised that she was Latina. And that goes to what, you know, we speak about all the time. That is because so many people, they think right. they know what a Latino looks like and sounds like. Right. Right. But as we know, we come in different shades and sh- colors and the spectrum and all right, that and right. accents and this and that. And, you know, again, because we're seen through a lens that is so one-dimensional so many times, when people see somebody like Araka Welch, que es boliviana, right? Right, because we're not talking Spanish. Right. Ella es boliviana. Right. Eh, they're like, what? What? Pero que ella? What? What? No, they wouldn't say que ella. <laughs> ra, ra. Raquel Welch is Latina. She's a Latina. <laughs> she's, a Lat- oh. she's a spicy Latina. Oh, she would have been spicy. Oh. With, she, with that, with that body, she would have been considered spicy oh left, right, she, and center. She is like so hot, so she is uh, yeah, yeah, right up she, until her eighties. I don't she care. She did a she did an interview with Pierce Morgan in his show in England. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that this is your life, whatever. See, see, see. I think it was like either it was either in twenty sixteen or in twenty eighteen. It was an even number. Okay, so it, less than ten years ago, right? It was only a few years ago that she's wearing like a white dress. She was at this point in her late seventies. Y tú tienes que ver esa mujer. It's like my gosh, like <laughs> and she was look, she was a, she was a good actress. I mean, she got the job done. She could sing, she could dance, mm-hmm. she could hold her own against Miss Piggy, which is not easy to mm-hmm. do. And she was a hell of an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because she had her own wig line. She had, like we were talking the other day, like the her whole line of glassware at Pearl Vision. Yeah. I remember I'm looking at it right now. Her with like that late '80s pseudo perm hair. And with red glasses. She also did. I don't remember. I'm because, seeing it right because now. Because the thing with her is that 
you know, when you're a kid, you don't pay attention to certain things or you don't know the significance. But I do know that in the 80s, she did a commercial. I, I don't know if it was of Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke, that her hair was kind of in that late 80s perm, and she was wearing a white swimsuit coming out of the of the pool. Yes, yes. Which at that time, as us as kids, we were like, I mean, when I'm when when right, right, coming right, out of right. a pool, but now it's like, oh, oh, she was wearing a white swimsuit coming out of the pool, and it was Raquel Welch. Oh, okay, <sighs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Now it, you know, makes sense. Yes. Oh, you know, <laughs> well, rest in peace, Raquel. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. It definitely made an impact on all of us. So I saw a story that I wanted to bring up to you. A because I was like, huh. So we're here already. And also because you're, you know, with your legal background. So apparently there is uh, currently a lawyer that is representing an unfairly imprisoned fetus. Imprisoned where? In the uterus? <laughs> okay, not what I was expecting you to go with this, but no, um, imprisoned behind jail. So, um, for eight months, I'm, I'm reading this from the Miami Herald. Um, so I'm reading for eight months, someone has been held at Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center with no charge. At least that's what lawyers are arguing in Florida's third district court of appeal. Natalia Harrell, an inmate at TGK is carrying the person behind the case, an unborn child. And it could even set a precedent amid a legal system navigating a complex, complex arguments in a post-row world. On Thursday, attorney William Morris, it's a talent agency, uh, filed an emergency writ of habeas corpus, which allows the court to determine whether someone's imprisonment is lawful. He argued that the fetus's incarceration is a violation of his rights guaranteed by the U.S. and Florida constitutions. Uh, quote unquote, unborn child has not been charged with any crime by the state, the writ of habeas corpus said, quote, further, the state has placed the unborn child in such inherently dangerous environment by placing the unborn child in close proximity to violent criminal offenders. The 24 page document claims that the quote unquote draconian confinement is harming Harold's unborn child. It says the fetus isn't receiving adequate prenatal, including vitamins, visits, at one point being trapped in a corrections transport van without air conditioning while temperatures exceeded 100 degrees. So what what relief does he want from the court? It didn't I, I couldn't find where it said what he's like trying to get. But I found it so fascinating. A because like again, this is where we are, right? This is where we are now. Where it's like if you're if you're claiming that the fetus is a person, so now this is this is that floodgate that gets opened up, right? Like all this bullshit. Does this mean that she gets house arrest for eight months, and then when the baby is born, at what? So now, so this is a so way now, that this is a way at, that I would. At what point is this a viable person? So this is a way that I would answer this, or well, this doesn't have an answer. I would try to deconstruct this. So let's say, for all intents and purposes, this fetus is a person with constitutional rights. Okay, so. I would assume they're a minor. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. I okay. think that's a fair assumption. So yes. if you're yes. a minor, obviously the person who uh, represents you is your guardian or your parent. Okay. So how is that in, in play here? Because the mother, mm -hmm. the woman who's pregnant, right. is incarcerated for, do we know what reasons? It, it didn't say there. Right. For X for reasons. Reason. So... If that person has limited freedom because of a crime they committed and were found guilty and are serving mm -hmm. time, how is that 
person going to be making decisions for a minor that they are the parent of, right? How, 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 how is that going to work? Right? I don't understand. Sorry. So what you're saying is, right, okay, so, so they're a minor, right? right. So they so, have to be in the care of a parent. Or right, they have to be in the care of parents to make decisions. So how are you going to process this? Because this person, the mother who would be making the one making the decisions is in jail. And it's so in her the, interest to say, right. so if the to mother release says, it. well, the, the, we, I want to release the baby. Okay. How? It's self-interest. It's how, not. How, like, how is that going to work? Or in the alternative is the, that's called unborn person. That's what it says. Unborn child. State. And if so, if they're a ward of the state, did it go through a judicial process in which the parent would have had to um, give up their parental rights? Right. Do, do the parents give up their parental rights? Usually you're a ward of the state when there's some type of trust issue, like there's things involved or stuff like that. Right. Right. So, I mean, in order for the parent to like, give up their, to become a ward of the state, right. like, they have to, I mean, this it, doesn't, it, there has to be a reason. This doesn't, like, I don't know what process to take because it's something that makes absolutely no sense. I'm just trying to deconstruct it. Mm-hmm. So you become a ward of the state usually when a, a child is incapacitated. Is this child incapacitated? Because well, they're, they're no, unborn. Because, because that's, that's, that's in the, you're in the womb. So that's not incapacitated. Right. But you're, you're, that's what I'm saying. You're, You're not arguably not viable. Well, they're eight months pregnant. They're eight months along. So, okay, maybe, maybe so it's not. Viable. Right? It, it, yeah, it should be viable. Right. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I I don't know. But I mean, yeah, this is the uh, the world we live in now. I mean, what's the what's well, the end result here? I don't, I don't expect know. you to have the answer. But. Well, I don't know what the end. <laughs> first of all, that's why I asked you. The first thing I asked you was like, "What relief is he asking for?" Right, right, because a, a, a writ of habeas corpus mm-hmm. means that, uh, exactly what you said that they're being held unlawfully. Right. So, what is the alternative? Right. The alternative <laughs> is let them out. But right. Then, but what does let them out mean? But then let them out essentially means. Do you mean let them out because they are like induced okay. labor? Okay. Or? Well, induced labor because they're viable now. <laughs> right. Or right. do you mean let the mother? carry the next two months in her house right, right. like what does that mean right I, I don't know what that means i don't know what that is i mean i just i can't like i can't i mean what what and this is why i brought it up ladies and gentlemen I mean, what 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 are you trying to do here right and then you know what i i will turn that around with uh. is like okay well without getting too political in this right usually the people that will make this argument of viability right of the child right are people that want people that have committed crimes to be put in jail at the maximum right hang um, on. let's not yeah. even go there but, 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 but at, make them know, serve the maximum whatever strictest they, of right, the right, law right, right. so i mean you're putting somebody in house arrest that maybe should be because again i have so many questions like what was the mother in jail for was it white collar crime was it you know speeding was it armed robbery was it bur- right. burglary was murder? it attempted murder Bur- yeah. was it murder you know like what was she in jail for i mean th- these these are the type of things that in a Post, you, you said a post real yeah. world. Um, we're gonna have to ask questions about, you know, or people are gonna start asking questions. Right. right. You open the floodgates. Right. So here, here's a, here's a, 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 a actually a very, like, I don't want to say valid, but valid here's a question. If you were to, if you were to use that concept mm-hmm. 
and you're pregnant and I assault you, did I now assault two people or one? Oh, that's a very good question. Right? Because uh, I know what some people are saying. Oh, well, but if you're pregnant and you kill somebody, um, you're, that's two murders. Yeah, but that's codified law. That's not constitutional law. That's based on state law, mm-hmm. which is per- pursuant to that state. You know, So um, that varies by state. Right. It varies by state. Um, a lot of states do have that in the books. Um, and, you know, that's usually for something like murder. Right. Right. But at that point, right. Right, we're talking murder. Right. right. So let's talk. We don't even have to get criminal. Let's talk about liability. So, if you're pregnant and you fall down mm-hmm. at Macy's in a puddle, and you don't lose a baby, but you break your arm, and you have to be rushed to the hospital because um, that baby may have... Wait, they have to check up. Right, right, right. So, does that baby have a tort claim against Macy's for liability? I, mean, I love it. It sounds, it love sounds, it. It sounds ridiculous, ridiculous, but, but, but I it, mean... It sounds ridiculous until you find the lawyer who will take the case. Right. It sounds ridiculous, but yeah. It sounds ridiculous until you find the lawyer who'll take the case. Right. <laughs> That's great. So if you're pregnant and I go and threaten you and you, you follow a restraining order, is the baby going to follow a restraining order against me too? No, the baby's okay with you. Right? <laughs> the baby's fine with so you. Did, it's did just I, the mother. Did I threaten the baby too? <laughs> no, just the mother. Just the mother. Or can you threaten just the baby and not the mother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go after you, baby. <laughs> I'm going to put you in that corner, baby. I'm going to climb up in there and hit you. Right. But yeah, we don't even have to think criminal. We can think liability. We can think civilly. If somebody does, if if somebody has some type of, li- if, if the mother has a liability claim because of somebody's negligence. Right. So we're talking, again, a valid situation. We're talking right, all right. things being Somebody involved. has, right. She has a legit it could be something as simple as a car accident. If you run a red light and you ram into a car that has a pregnant woman in it, and that red pregnant woman is rushed to the hospital, right. right? Because of the injuries that she sustained in that accident. And obviously they have to check up on the baby, right? right? So does that baby have a bodily injury claim against the person who ran the red light? <laughs> Insurance is going to get so expensive. <laughs> And I would pose furthermore. So if you're pre- so if that's the case, would you have to? If you're pregnant, would you have to put? <laughs> would you have to put that in your insurance? Like that because because if if, even you're temporarily? Opening, if you're putting up the if you are opening up the floodgates that somebody who is unborn has certain constitutional rights as a person as a person to make certain claims where does that start and where does that begin this is what i always talk about people about law and constitutional rights and the start the moment you start tinkering with that okay where does it start and where does it begin so 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 where does it start where does it end so if you haven't a habeas corpus claim i know that right now we're sort of shooting the shit and just making these ridiculous things but but, but, i can see your mind but if if you have a habeas corpus uh successful file uh, claim where okay, so it started with that, and where does it end? Right. So so then now now you're that I've been able to show and prove to a court that a woman who is pregnant that's in jail that has a viable fetus inside of her that fetus is now is can unfairly incarcerated is unfairly incarcerated. Well, what makes using that logic it's and precedent. that analysis right? That reasoning. That's how right. we do it in law. The reasoning. Okay. 
why wouldn't that carry down to liability, right. to negligence? Okay, you were injured. You, the mother, were injured because of my negligence, right? right? You are pregnant. So that baby may have been injured as well, may have gone to the hospital and all that. So what, you know, if I'm able to prove, so let's say, for example, I love, I could tell you were just let's getting say for example, ramped up again, the way that, you thought that, about it. That ramming the car, running yeah, yeah, the red light. A fender bender. Right. Uh-huh. The woman is eight months pregnant. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you and I, it's my fault. I caused the accident. And I ran the red light and T-boned you. Right. Off to the hospital you go. They have to induce your labor. Okay. Now the woman, the the mother was injured. Let's not even say that it's uh, uh, you know uh, nothing dramatic, nothing life threatening. Okay. But the woman was injured, right? And the baby now, now the the labor has to be induced. Mm-hmm. There is a certain trauma to a fetus that has be is has a uh, to be induced, especially under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. So does that baby now have a liability claim against you? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. With that reasoning? I don't know, does it? Right. So, let me know how that works, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, I actually, this is a little tidbit. This is more of, like, listeners. I would love to, this is a, 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 what I'm going to ask now. It's one of these things that's, like, I would love to hear what our listeners think. <laughs> you know what I've been recently having, like, really, <laughs> a really uncomfortable moments with? What? Is tipping. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know that I'm a really good tipper. You are. You when are. I go to a restaurant. Yes. I will always tip 20%. Always. Minimum, yeah. Always. Even if the service was meh, I will still tip. It has to be something. If the service is meh, I may drop it to 15 to 18, but I will always tip 20%. But let me give you an example. This week, I ordered sushi and it was for the off. It was, you know, for the office or whatever. It was like $280 worth of sushi. Yeah. It was like a huge platter and whatever. Clearly. Right. But I went to pick it up. Okay. So it wasn't delivery. It was not delivery. Okay. I went to pick it up. Was it DiGiorno? <laughs> and in there, it automatically defaults to 20. So the $20 tip would have been like 50 some dollars. Right. Right. And I was like, no, I'm not going to pay 50 some dollars in tip when I had to go get when it. When I'm, I, I'm, I'm choosing, <laughs> I'm choosing to go pick it up. Right. Right. So I put a $10 tip. Okay. Right. And when I go pick it up, Right. They bring me out the sushi and all that and the platter and all that. And I, I hear, I ask the, the guy in the counter, I'm like, Oh, does this have chopped, you know, do you put the chopsticks right. and all that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's all there. And then in the back, I hear the lady, a lady who works there. Is that the $260 or whatever order that gave a $10 tip? And he she didn't said that. Yeah, I, 
I wasn't supposed to hear that. Okay, but, but we're, we're in Miami and we're Latin. Our but voices carry. But I did. Wow. And he didn't say anything. He didn't acknowledge. Okay, he, right. he was realized that I was yeah. there. And I just walked away. But then I, 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 I was upset, but I felt guilty about it too. Because on the one hand, again, I know the service and although this was, this is a family owned restaurant, but whatever. But I know that the service industry and the food industry, heck, we're sort of in the food industry now. This is true. Um, I know you work a lot of times and, and you know, the wages and all that. I get it. That's why I'm a very good tipper. But I feel that now everywhere you go, everywhere you go, they're expecting the tipping to make up the differential. Right. And it's like, I don't know because I don't mind leaving you a couple, a couple of dollars. I, I don't mind that at all. But you want me to leave 20% on an order that I'm picking up, right? Right. I don't mind giving you 10 bucks. It was a $260 order, but you're upset I didn't give you 55 or 50, 50 pico. So how well, do you feel about that? Here's the thing. Listeners, where, where are you on that? Ultimately, the biggest problem here is that, again, tipping has, has turned into we're not going to pay you. Oh, a, a decent wage. And I'm not saying everywhere, but you know, in general, right. I'm not going to pay you a decent wage. So you know what? We're just going to expect the customers, on top of the fact that they're already paying for the product, and as we know, las cosas están caras. Las malísimas. Están horribles. Los huevos están caros. But, um, you know, we'll just have them basically pay for the difference that we don't want to pay you. We know that that is the case in several places. What I do have an issue with in this instance is, and again, look, we've, we've all bitched and moaned about customers and clients when they're not listening or when we think they're not listening. But it's, it's, it, what bothers me is that expectation. Well, is the expect, the expectation that we are supposed to just tip because the tip is there. And I will say this, and you know what, many a time when we do our, our pop-ups, you know, with Bing Bump Boyle, um, many people will be like, oh, you don't have a tip thing or whatever. And honestly, it's because I can't figure out how the hell to add it. I've tried. I can't figure it out. I've moved on with my life. But people will be like, oh, you don't have a tip jar. You don't have a whatever. I don't have it there. Partially because I keep forgetting and I'm lazy, but also because I just don't expect. Right, but it's but, not it's but, not something that I that I expect you need to give me mm-hmm. because I am providing you for the I'm providing you the thing that you paid me for. Right, but but that's the part where I I I'm unsure what the right answer is. That's why I brought this up for a conversation mm-hmm. because. Again, if we're at a restaurant, it's a, a traditional restaurant. You're on your feet. I'm for, giving you twenty yeah, percent, yeah. no matter what, because that's why I wanted to preface it with that. I I like to tip well, right. you know. Thankfully, I'm in the position that I can, so that can, so that's why I always like to tip well, right. um, because being a server is a very hard job. But there you go, a server. They're bringing you the food. They're taking your order. They're making your your drinks water refilled, right, right. you know, so on and so forth, right? But if I am picking up the food. Like, what is the right answer? Because, I, again, I don't want to be that person because I am not that person. But it's like, do you really think that you expect to be tipped as a server? Right, right. That's where I'm kind of like, I, I, I'm, I'm finding the, the disconnect. disconnect. It's like, you expect to be tipped like a server. Again, a few dollars, I don't mind. In this case, right. it was 10. But you're not, you're not serving. You're not cleaning up afterwards. You're not doing any of the, the additional, no pun intended, legwork that, that you know a server would do so yeah it's it's a tricky one but i see where you're coming from yeah you know it's like i'll give you a couple bucks but i'm not going to tip you as if though you just served me for a 17 course meal so i'm just giving you 50 some thousand 50 some thousand 50 some uh, dollars for handing me a tray pick it pick up for handing me a tray yeah and then you know 
to the flip side of that, I know that you order a lot from like Uber Eats and Postmates and yeah, all that stuff. I, I never, ever order from that book. Like, no. I'm not going to pay all these fees. So then, you know. This, well, there goes our sponsorships. So, no. <laughs> so one of the few places, uh-huh. few places okay. that I've used Uber Eats in mm-hmm. is Boca's Grill. Okay. I love me some Boca's Grill. Right. Right. Mm, and there in a while. They have um the totone with like the shrimp, sí, the, the the, it's like Peruvian style, right? Uh, that's so delicious. That at, at the store at the restaurant is like fifteen dollars, fifteen sixteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like when I order that, the few times I've ordered it, it, it comes out almost double. Yeah, and then you know there's the a delivery fee. The fees, there's a delivery yeah. fee, and then that person is picking up your food and bringing it to your house. So yes, you have to I tip them. Tip right, you. right, right. Yeah. I am certainly going to tip you. So then it's the tip. And the delivery free, uh, fee. And then the upcharge of the restaurant. Right. And the taxes. And, and it's uh, like, yeah. coño, my, my totone con camarones have turned into, you know, una langosta. Like, you know. Uh, prime, prime off the. You know, a surf and turf. Yeah. Prime off of the, the ocean. Yeah. So, yes, tipping. Oh, my gosh. You know what was so awkward when, in, when you know, I was in Australia? Mm-hmm. There's no tipping in Australia. Well, there's no tipping in Europe either. Yeah. No, but in Europe, it's funny because with all the times I've been to Europe, like, I don't remember feeling that in Europe. Okay. But in Australia. You felt it. Yes. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I think that maybe because Australia is a similar culture to the U.S. Okay. Okay. I see right? What you're right. In terms of service and all that. Because service is different in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, than it is in, in the in the United States, um, but in, in Australia it's more similar. It was like, I'm not supposed to tip you. Like, interesting. What? I feel so wrong getting up and leaving, and they're like, Oh, yes, Americans, come and tip us. Just leave America. Yeah, just leave. Go go to our beaches. Yeah. So go listen to Kylie. <laughs> anyway. So I wanted to bring up something, and I know, brace yourself, because this is something that I saw on The View. Oh. Twist. It's not you. Oh. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. So, excuse me. On Monday on The View, um, they were talking about how there's, and and this is nothing new, how there's that generation gap in government. And, that, and that a lot of the younger the younger people were saying, you know, we need more young people. We need more young people. And Whoopi Goldberg said something that she was – I understand where she was coming from. I think she was right until she was wrong, which is – she said, you know, young people or younger people, you know, they're all about like, oh, we need younger people, younger people, younger people. But nobody puts, you know, the, the rubber to the road. Nobody, ste- for the most part, you know, steps up and runs and, and becomes viable candidates and things like that. And – She's right uh-huh. to a degree because what they didn't mention also was the fact of how much money it takes to run for anything. Yeah, it takes a lot. And, you know, if it, and also depending on your, your district where you're running, if you're, you know, Becky No Name and you're 24, you're not going to get as much money for your campaigns as, as somebody who's been doing it for 20, 30 years or whatever, you know? So I I, I would like, I think we've talked about this in the, in the past on the show, but what are your thoughts on this? Because I do think that there does come a point where, and I know it's going to sound ageist as hell, but come at me, I don't care. There does come a point where you're like, it's not even that you're too old. It's just like, just, just 
do it. Just let go. Stop being so egocentric well, and let there, go of the power. Well, there's a couple of things. There. Let the power there, go there, and let it's, someone it's else step in. It's not even so much in. of a power. I, I don't mind somebody who's in their 70s or even 80s serving in government. What I have a bigger problem with, and this is a somebody who has worked extensively in politics, so I know I know it pretty well. Um, what I have a bigger problem with are career politicians. You know, they but that's what st- most of them become, right? But 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 they they could have been somebody who started in their twenties and are now in their fifties. You know, which is still young, right? Right. right? But they've been in in office. Uh, Michael Rubio, Michael Rubio is still young, right? Yeah, he's about but Michael Rubio age, has yeah. been in office over twenty years. Right, right, right. So when you're in office so long, you're a career politician. I don't care on what side of the aisle you're on. Right. You have not lived a real, a real, <laughs> a, right, a real, a real life person's life. Yeah. In 20 odd years. So right. you have to be out of touch. I don't care how much you say that you you're listen one of the to people, your constituents, right, right. that you go around talking to people, blah, 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 blah. No, you don't. Yeah. You've been in office for over 20 years. Pelosi is, is not in right. touch with a common man. I have a man. bigger problem with that. Right. And it doesn't mean that even if you are a career politician, you can't do your job well. Right. There are a lot of career politicians that were good until the day they retired or died in office. Right. Right. But I, but to me, that is a bigger, that, that's a bigger part of concern for me that they have been so out of touch for so many years that you say, you know, what the regular everyday person is going through, but do you? Yeah. Well, and that's something that, ¿cómo es esta muchacha? ¿Cómo se llama? Lois Farrah Fawcett Griffin. ¿Cómo es? Alyssa. Uh-huh, Alyssa. Esa misma. She was saying how, like, you know, where it does come up is when you when they start talking or trying to bring up things like newer technology or newer issues that are coming up, like with things like AI and all those things. You know, I, I think back a couple of years when Facebook was, you know, was, was on trial, for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, with the, the, the hearings of Facebook. I mean, those people, lo único que le faltaba was to be like, and how does it turn on? <laughs> you know, is, is the Facebook in my phone? The is, Facebook? Is the Facebook in my, you know, in the my... The Google? It, right. Like, es lo que faltaba. You know what I mean? And, and that comes from when the average age is 60-something of the people who are governing a country, they, they're out of touch. Like you just said, I mean, they're out of touch with certain things that it's like, look, you and I are very up to date and pretty modern and blah, blah, but there's going to come a time where we're going to be 70 and we're going to be 80 and we're not going to be as in touch with even something as stupid and silly as pop culture. Right. You know, like you're just not going to know what's, what's what Mm -hmm. it's just the reality. Also, I don't care how much power, how career politician. Let me tell you season Forty-five of that Jiminy moment. Christmas. I don't want to be fucking doing that shit at seventy. I don't want to be having to deal with people's bullshit about government at well, seventy. Well, but that's different. Okay, yeah, that's retire. A, that, go enjoy th- your life. That's a personal choice. That's a personal choice. Oh, and again, I don't have, <clears throat> I don't have a problem with older people being in government. I have a problem with career politicians. With that said, I but they go hand in hand. Well, but to a degree, yes and no, because again, you have a Marco Rubio. Well, Marco right. Rubio is still young, you know. Okay, as we say, Marco Rubio used to party at you know uh, amnesia, uh, right? Amnesia, phone parties, the yeah. phone parties, right, right, right. But Marco Rubio is going to turn into this, right? But 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 the reason I give him is because he's still young, but he's been a politician for twenty some years, right? So and and again, I'm not picking on him because he's a conservative. No, you're using him right, as the age, right? right. He could have very been a, a, a Democrat, and I would have been saying the same thing. Th- that's like, well, the Democrats, Diane, Diane Feinstein. Isn't she like 612? Yes, and she finally said she's going to retire. 
thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for your service. But she's in like her she mid to late eighties. I thought she was ninety, or, or maybe she's she is ninety, right? Thank you for your service, Diane. You right. rock. Here's your gold like, watch, Diane. You should have been out of government like twenty a, years ago, twenty something years a, ago, a, a minute ago. Yeah, right. Um, because again, you you do need new blood. Now, with that said, I think it has to be a balance. Correct. No, right. you can't just have everybody be under thirty. Right. You you can't. Right. Not even. I would even say under fifty. Right. 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 Because it, there is a certain there is a certain um, experience is very experience. <laughs> And determine and ambition are very important in politics, right? Wanting to get things done, you know, being from a generation that is up and coming, all that is very important, but there has to be a balance, right? Right. There has to be a balance. So I, that was one of like the many, many things I had a problem with, with like AOC. Because right. when she came in there, she was like shitting on the bed. She's like, burn it to the ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Burn it to the ground. And, you know, everybody before me, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're standing on the shoulders of people. Right. That, you know, broke down barriers before you. So simmer down. Right. Right. Take, take a minute. You've been simmer, here, you've been here 40 down. minutes. I, I know you think you have all the ideas. All and the I answers. Know or- you have momentum. But, again, you're standing on the shoulders of the people before you. Right. right. Uh, especially as a Latina and especially as a woman. Right. Right. So I think it's very important for the newer generation to know and understand that they're here because of the work that somebody else put in before them. Right. Right. And I think that because politics is such an ego driven um, spectacle. <laughs> If people just want to go in there and be like the the star, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially now that things are televised, but yeah, I, I um, yeah, there is there is a balance. There is a balance. I I just think that, yeah, when you've been in there for twenty some thirty years, you are not the common man. <laughs> you're not. I, I hate to break it to you. You're not. I don't care how in touch you think you may be, unless you know you're. Wait, uh, there's gonna come a point where we're not gonna be hip and cool anymore. I mean, it's a long way off. It's a long ways off. We still have we still have time. We still have time. I mean, because there's people in their fifties that are like super cool. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I saw this guy walking with his daughter, um, and he was maybe in his late twenties, early thirties, or whatever. And you know, he was wearing like just a like a cool like a concert tee with like ripped black jeans, ripped on both knees, you know, whatever. And it's just it, it struck me at the that father moment. with a twenty some year old daughter. No, 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 no. The girl was like maybe eight. Okay. The girl's like maybe eight years old. But it struck me as that thing of like, I think you and I have talked about this off off air, where, you know, it used to be that what the, the perception was after you hit a certain age and you have, you know, the, the family and the, the and the two-car garage, like, okay, well, I've got to trade in my jeans for my slacks. I dress you know? younger now. Me too. Than I did before. Me too. Because if you my recall, shorts are shorter now. Well, but, but you're special. <laughs> if you recall, when I was in my teens and even 20s i was mr banana republic and gap you were the gap spokesperson well i am still gap but but mr. a different banana way. republic yes, yes yes like i see with the banana republic preppy. cologne you know yes and now i'm like <laughs> you're like whatever <laughs> i'm like urban shit all the way like and then you know it makes my dad like, pero niño, tú no te vistes como un abogado. And I'm like, thank God <laughs> that I have never stepped into, I have never stepped inside of Jose Banks or a Brooks Brothers. I think one time I went to the Brooks Brothers 
at the floor you lost? by mistake because I don't know. Did you have to was, use the bathroom? No, there was like a lot of wood and I thought maybe it was an Abercrombie. Like it was like one of those things wow. a long time ago that I was like, this is not. Didn't the lack of half naked people throw you off? I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, this is not Abercrombie or uh, Aeropos. Whatever I was looking for, it was not. It was Brooks not Brothers. that. It was not. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm yes. like, no, por favor. And then it, <laughs> it's so funny because now thinking about that, I'm thinking about. My big law days right. when I when I worked big yeah. law and I did have to go in a suit and tie oh, yeah. to work. Even then, I was like in my late twenties, early thirties. I you know I would I would be the one that would it wasn't anything crazy, but it, I'd wear like a striped shirt with like a pink tie. You'd mix it up, right? Or like again, like I had like I still have my ties like or an orange tie, right. which. I don't know. I just didn't want to wear monochrome or like. Or just like the red solid tie. And, and again, right. my father, Mr. Conservative, pero esa combata que tú te compras. I'm like, Dad, I'm buying them at Macy's. Like, <laughs> it's not like I'm going to Hot Topic to buy their, you know, formal wear, right? Hot Topic formal wear. Right. I'm sure that is a thing by now. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, mixing it up. Yeah. But. No, I dress younger now than I did. Yeah, I like to think I do too. Actually, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Banana Republic was a shit. I but still love Banana Republic, but a Banana Republic will run small. So right now, oh my God. a thirty-six or thirty-four in Banana Republic is like a twenty-four, in like- and yet Old Navy, which is owned by the same company, yeah, a size medium is like a large. So. It's funny you say that because I have a, a short sleeve shirt there from Old Navy. Right now I'm a little on the heavier side, so it's not going to fit. But until the other day, uh-huh. Mister Six One over two hundred and fifty yeah. pounds, I would fit into the medium. And I'm like, and what world is this a medium? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I don't buy me. I buy, I buy like a me. I buy mediums there. No, you should go to the child section. <laughs> Maybe you could get some of Tristan's clothing. Does he have any hand me downs? Off you? Okay. I'll, yeah. I do like some of his shirts. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Hey, everyone. This is DJ. And if you listen to the show, you know how much we love Jupina. The pineapple soda is refreshing and sweet, and Jupina goes great with everything from a medianoche to a hot dog to even a rum or vodka. Whether diet or regular, Jupina has been part of our heritage for over 120 years. From watching our abuelos drink Jupina at every get-together to introducing the next generation to its distinctive taste, Jupina is practically part of the familia, como un cuprimo, maybe. I see. next time that you need a cool, refreshing beverage, grab that distinctive orange can of Jupina. After all, only Jupiña tiene puro sabor a piña. Bueno, it's thirsty time. It is thirsty time. So it's time for the last Jupiña. <laughs> it's time for Cartoon Planet. So do you want to go first? Or you no, go you go first? first. All right. I feel like I'm having trouble today with the microphone. I don't know why. It's working, but I just feel like I'm having trouble with it. All right, so I'm going to give a very odd little last uh, hoopinha today. Oh, yeah? So my last hoopinha is kind of going to go to a legend, but not really. Oh. So as you know, we do you know, we do our interviews here on, on the show. And, you know, that entails me reaching out to a lot of people and a lot of rejections. Well... I'm giving my last tupina to the rejection email that we got from Rita Moreno's uh, publicist. Oh, wow. That's great. Because I'm actually going to read it to you. It's very it's very short and sweet. So um, this is what Judy Katz from Katz PR responded. Um, Dear DJ and Ish at Pero, 
Thank you for your interest in Rita Moreno. Unfortunately, at this time, we're not able to facilitate your request. We are inundated with interview requests for Rita, and it's just not physically possible for her to be able to accommodate all these requests. We hope you understand why she just can't do them all and continue to work, which she loves to do. Your show, your show sounds delightful, and I wish you the very best, and thank you again. Sincerely, Judy Katz. Oh, and my God. I'm, let's send her a whole case of hoopinga. Right? Like, Rita will love hoopinga. I'm sure Rita drinks hoopinga. I'm sure Rita knows her hoopinga. But, like, it's just funny because, you know, sometimes in this world where I'll reach out to people, and, again, I don't – you don't have to be nice, right? You just have to be polite and whatever. But sometimes people don't respond. Sometimes people will respond like, no, they don't have time. Sometimes people will respond with, you know, well, but what are the parameters? Or Some what people will respond with a contract, with a contract. That wants to pay us and own our intellectual exactly. property. Exactly. And here we have somebody representing – Who's an EGOT. An EGOT, okay, legend, and sends – such a lovely, short and sweet at the end of the day, because it really was like four or five lines. And it doesn't sound like a form rejection. At all. <laughs> like, it sounds just personal enough. Right. Right? So, I was like, you know what? I love that. And this is the second time that we've gotten rejected by Rita Moreno. But you know what? Come at me. I've been rejected by Rita twice. I'm good with it. <laughs> wow. Who? How many people have been rejected by an EGOT? Yes. Right? That's a badge That's of honor. Excellent. So I, I went with that because I was like, you know, this is just a great little <laughs> little nugget. So I'm going to give a bit of a controversial ass hoopinha. Oh, no. Because unfortunately, it's controversial. But I'm going to give my last hoopinha to the Cosby show. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. But to the Cosby show. Not to Bill Cosby. Okay. To the Cosby Listen, show. I'm making a differentiator. You know why? So I've always, we've always loved the Cosby show. Yes. We've talked about the Cosby show. We also love the Ratchet. Um, a, many times on the show, on our show. But in the last week, I sort of fell. I told you about it. I fell into a Malcolm Jamal Warder warm. Oh, hope that's right. You that did. I started watching all these videos because it all started that. I was I was watching something on YouTube that showed that Malcolm Jamal Warner had the most screen credits post Cosby show right. from the whole cast, right? Right, including Felicia Rashad and and even Bill Cosby, yeah, like yeah. Uh, by a lot. And I'm like, I know he's been in a lot of things, but like I had that registered. Many, yeah. He even won a Grammy, like that. I had no clue. Yeah, he's a jazz singer and a rapper. Right. Made up by Malcolm Jamal Warner. So I fell down the <laughs> Malcolm Jamal the Warner Theo Huxtable. Uh, Theo Huxtable rabbit hole and it's all a bunch of interviews of him and all that. So then I started looking into all of them, which again, these are all people that I knew and I I, I know, but yeah, like we, we grew I, I specifically with. fell into the rabbit hole. And I know every single episode of the Cosby <laughs> show. But you know what? Again, it's you could see something a thousand times and then just sort of see it again with not different eyes, but sort of realize its importance. And that is a very important show. That is a very important yeah. show that cannot be forgotten. Right. It's a, you know, it's important for African Americans. It's important for, for just, and obviously their culture, but just important in general, because that TV show was at a time where People used to have, well, we always talk about shared experiences. Yeah. Everybody watched that show on Thursdays. Right. And then talked about it at work or school on Friday. Everybody did. That was the beginning of must-see TV. True. And, you know, the Cosby show did such an excellent job talking about African-American culture and history from artists to writers to – It was there know, even when they weren't talking about yes, it. Yes. Mm -hmm. that, that cannot be put away. That, that cannot because of Bill Cosby. And, I, and I've always said this. To me, all these like men that fell during the Me Too movement, 
to me, the one I had the hardest time with with him was yeah. him. Like I was, I wanted to, I was in denial. I was like, nope, nope. Nope, no, it can't. And it's funny because I've always been that person. I'm like, you have to hear, listen, right, you have to believe them, right? Yeah, you right, have to believe right. them. But with him, which I know that happened to a lot of people, yeah. I was like, no, like I had a hard time letting go. Yeah. But there comes a point that you have to reckon it. And you know, I was actually reading something about it that I was reading an article about how unfair the Cosby show has been treated compared to other shows. And they were saying that the reason why is because of the name. If that show would have been called The Huxtables, right. it would have been taken off the air. They were like, look at Roseanne. Roseanne said what she said. They took the name off the show. And kept going. And called it The Connors. Right. And they were and another thing, because they were, you know, a lot of people make the argument of separating the art from the, the artist. artist. Mm-hmm. And they were giving the example of R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly's a little bit harder because R. Kelly's music is about sex and bump and grind. Yeah, R. Kelly was telling you what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. While he was stepping to the name of love. <laughs> right, right. Right. But the Cosby show and the Huxtables was a completely it's a completely fiction to the man, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it has was, nothing to do with the indiscretion. With well, not indiscretion, right? Violent behavior. Yeah. You know, sexual abuse that he was doing in his private life. Correct. Right? Correct, right. This had nothing to do with that. So you know, I just thought that um, that's a show that I understand why people want. You know, their reaction was to yank it off the air, but I think it's a show that is so important. And it was something that was so iconic and important at a very important time in 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 the U.S. that it, it can't be just swept under the rug. Right. So, you know, here's to uh, Vanessa going to see The Wretched. Oh, it's our favorite. And, we quote that so often. Yeah, it is. It really is. I know everybody's episode is when they're singing, baby, <laughs> yeah, in the hall. And the, that one's all funny. Right. But the one of Vanessa, The Wretched. And, and you know what? And I've told you this before. My favorite character on that show was not him. I, he was not. He was not. Actually, he was probably my least favorite character. My favorite character was Claire. Well, yeah. I loved Claire. I love Claire. And, I mean, and listen, if if Claire had been named Clara, she could have also been Latina. <laughs> Ruby, go to your room. <laughs> so good. So good. So anyway, bueno, this was a. That's it. Bueno, I feel there's things you need to plug. Yes. Okay. So Here I, we go. I, I love how you always leave it up to me. So if you're listening to this on Friday, um, February 24th, we're going to be at Unseen Creatures from 1 to 6. I know it's you're saying 1 to 6, but that's okay. You can come. You can do a little happy hour. You know, who doesn't need a happy hour on a Friday? Um, on Saturday night, if you were one of the lucky ones who was able to get tickets to the Make It Miami Market in, as part of Sobe Wine and Food Fest, I still can't believe that we're participating in that, by the yeah. way. Like, and tonight we're going, you know, as we're recording this on Fake Friday, we're going to like some, you know, party for the, f- for the festival. And oh, also thank you, Chef Chris, for inviting us yet again to your, to your annual pre, uh, Sobe Wine and Food Fest party. It was fantastic. You know, we love you. Celebrate your success every chance we get. And we have more pop-ups coming. Actually, we're also going to have a pop-up on March 4th um, at Jay Wakefield. So that's going to be on that the following Saturday. So we're going to be kind of busy. Yeah. We're also going to be on the Home Shopping Club we're network gonna- <laughs> selling our T-shirts. Listen, the croqueta was on QVC. They were? They were. They were selling croquetas. They were because they they do the thing with Gold Belly, so they were they were selling like the delivery of it all, and they were doing and they did live segments. 
Did they fly to the headquarters? No, they did it from the croquetas because it was during the pandemic. Oh, wow. I said that sort of jokingly and, <laughs> okay, so maybe we could be on QVC <laughs> selling bing bong boil. Why not? We could we could send them and they could- Dreams come true. Dreams come true. So, yes. anyway. Well, everybody, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. As always, remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your jupinha. And thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Cuídense. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.